Just gonna run this dog to see if we can find any type of uh, human remains that are left. Listen to Where Secrets Go to Die, The Disappearance of Derek Hennigan. From the Detroit Free Press, a new podcast set in the woods of Michigan's Upper Peninsula. Available on Apple, Spotify, Freep.com, or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome to the Friday Night Ohio podcast powered by Sarda. I'm Cliff Hickman of the Canton Repository along with Joe Scalzo of the Rep and we're reviewing Friday night in week 12. Joe is joining us by cell phone tonight. He was on the road where McKinley fell to Menor 34 to 13 in a regional semifinal game, Joe. What was the atmosphere like out there? Just going to run this dog to see if we can find any type of uh, human remains that are left. Listen to Where Secrets Go to Die, The Disappearance of Derek Hennigan. From the Detroit Free Press, a new podcast set in the woods of Michigan's Upper Peninsula. Available on Apple, Spotify, Freep.com, or wherever you get your podcasts. Uh, well, you, you know, it was one of, it's kind of a reverse of last year's game. Menor, Menor beat them in the regional semifinal last year, and, and McKinley was competitive in the first half and just kind of got away from them in the second half. So tonight, they fell behind 17 nothing in the first quarter. They're down 27 7 at halftime. It kind of seemed like um, they were one, you know, one big punch away from, from uh, you know, kind of getting knocked out. And, and they just stiffened, and they, you know, they had the ball with, you know, in the fourth quarter, down twenty-seven, thirteen. They just they couldn't get that that touchdown to really make Metter work. And and the thing about Metter is they, they really didn't play the game into the fourth quarter, and so probably like week three or four. So you're talking about two months before they, you know, since they played a, a really competitive game, and and I think the kid they would have felt good if they could have made them sweat a little bit, but. Uh, yeah, they end up losing 34-13, and, and uh, you know, it's going to take a special effort from somebody to beat Penner uh, over the next three rounds. Yeah, and uh, it looked like there was a, a couple missed opportunities for McKinley reading your story. I think you had the stat tonight, three drop touchdowns for the Bulldogs? Yeah, and, and two of them were tough. Um, one of them is Xavier Black, a really nice shot at, at a ball that they, you know, but deep in the left corner of the end zone, and, and Elijah Wesley just put it right in the money and, and he dropped it. And the other two, Jasper Robinson and DJ Dilworth, they were they were challenging catches, but you know the kind of ones you got to make in the second round of playoffs if you want to move on. And they you know, they couldn't come up with them, and and uh, you know just they had a lot of holding penalties that you know force you instead of giving the ball to Lemire Garrett three times and moving the chain, suddenly you have to kind of complete a, a long pass. And, and uh, Marcus Watley afterwards kind of mad about that because he didn't feel like, you know, Menor ever got called for a penalty. But, um, you know, just, yeah, the, you know, one of those things where it, the kid was going to look back on five or six plays they had an opportunity to make and, and didn't. But at the same time, you know, Menor had a guy drop a touchdown pass. Um, you know, they dropped a, a possible interception right in the chest uh, right before a Lambeer Garrett score. So, they, you know, there's a couple plays they left out there, too, and, 
And, you know, at the end of the day, I, you know, Matter is just a little bit farther along than, than McKinley is in their program. And, and I think they're a legitimate state championship contender. I'm not sure that, that McKinley's quite that level yet. They're, they're certainly in the next tier. Um, but, uh, you know, they, they kind of need, um, need to work on a couple more things, get a little bit more cohesive, get a little bit more, you know, deeper and more talented in some spots. But, uh, they, they, you know, they had a special year this year. So nothing to be ashamed of. And you mentioned Lemire Garrett. This is going to go down as his final game as a Bulldog. And you kind of summed up his career really nicely in your story that's available on stands uh, tomorrow morning or today, whenever you get this. But just uh, tell the audience a little about what he's meant to that team this year. Well, I mean, he, he's he's been the heart and soul of who they are and what they've done. Um you know, Elijah Wesley was a first-year starter quarterback, a junior. He, you know, he needed time to come along, and and he just calmed everything down. He, you know, he was the guy they gave the ball to, and whenever they needed a big play, and uh, he's going to finish with about nineteen hundred yards or something this year, and and uh, you know, just caught just short of two thousand. And uh, you know, the the other thing is like he's a really good guy to talk to. Just you know, real down to earth, chill guy, and. Uh, I think he's just kind of one of those people that everybody likes being around and doesn't have a huge ego or anything. And, and uh, you know, it's kind of one of those guys that people can look up to and feel comfortable, uh, you know, trying to emulate. And, uh, you know, last year that guy was Elijah Curtis. Um, you know, he's a quarterback who graduated this year, Lemire Garrett. You know, they're going to need to find that type of guy next year. But, you know, he's meant a lot to this program, and, and he really was a huge um you know, part of what Marcus Wiley was able to do as his first year as head coach. All right, we're going to move along here in just a second. First, we'd like to remind you that the Friday Night Ohio podcast is powered by Sarda. Sarda, providing over 5,000 rides a day for work. Sarda provides over 2.4 million rides a year. Sarda takes you to work, school, medical appointments, and more. Sarda, where can we take you today? And I think it's going to take us over to your old stomping grounds at uh, Lake High School, Joe. We had uh, Maslin and Perry. The Tigers come out on top on this one, 35-7. Absolutely huge night for Aiden Longwell. He had over 300 yards passing in the first half. He ends up with five touchdowns tonight. Uh, Tigers really impressive as always. Yeah, and, and when I... When I looked at that matchup, that that was what I thought would be the difference. You know, Perry is is not as talented as they've been over the previous few years. Um, they didn't have the corners that they had when they made those those, uh, those championship game runs. And um, you know, I just thought, boy, uh, you know, with the way Maslin's defense plays, um, I didn't know that they could afford to be one dimensional on offense, which of course they, they you know they they tend to be in Wakefield, but. Um, you know, so that was going to be a problem. I didn't think they could quite wear him down. And then I thought Aiden Longwell had a chance to have a really big night because between Andrew Wilson Lamp and, and Jaden Ballard, I mean, you got some really talented receivers who are also like really tall and create some big problems. And, and Keith Wakefield's entire defensive philosophy is built around stopping the run. He wants to make you one dimensional, but, um, the, the problem is that most, <laughs> most teams can't throw the ball like Maslin does, but when you do face one of those teams, you know, you, you got a little bit of trouble in your hands, but I think that's what happened. Aiden Longwell had a big night, and, uh, you know, the, the, this Maslin season, I think, 
it's going to take a pretty special effort, you know, for someone to beat them. And, and I don't think Hoban has quite the team they had last year. So, um, you know, you know it'll be interesting to see what happens next week. Yeah, you did mention that Hoban did win tonight, but it was one that went down to the wire. Mayfield had the lead with a minute 13 to go. Hoban had fourth and six from the Mayfield 13, and they threw a touchdown to win it on that fourth wow. down play. So that's what sets up uh, Maslin and Hoban again next week, and that's going to be a, a game certainly eyes in the entire state are going to be on, I think. Yeah, well, <laughs> we'll see where they play that game because uh, – That's going to be interesting. Be, um, <laughs> with all the controversy about you know Lake this week not being able to hold more than six or 7,000 fans – and I don't know that Holman has quite as big a, a fan base as Perry does, but you know, the, the Maslin fans are really the ones you have to worry about. But, uh, but yeah, when you look at Holman last year, they, they were pasting everybody. I mean, every game was a running clock. And, and this year, they just don't have quite that team. Um, although Mayfield's very good. I don't, I mean, that's, that's not a, a, a bad game to have close. But, uh, um, I, I think in this game, they're coming in as a little bit of an underdog, whereas last year, they were the clear favorite and probably. You know, one of the two best teams in the state along with St. Edward last year. I don't know that that's true this year. Yeah, and like you said, Maslin's two receivers, both over 100 yards tonight. Andrew Wilson-Lamp and then Jaden Ballard. Ballard, uh, three touchdown – or Wilson-Lamp had three touchdown catches. Ballard had two. Uh, Ballard was slightly more receiving yards. But, again, those are – I mean, that's just such a tough team to defend. They have so many ways they can – score points yeah and and you know Terrence Keyes um has been a huge addition to them you know because you, you really do have to load up to stop him as well Zion Pfeiffer kind of came in as the as the, the back that came back you know to replace Jameer Thomas but Keyes is a guy that really I think adds a next another dimension to that offense and then we added those receivers and just how physical they are and how you know how talented they are in every position you know it's not just the division one guys they have college football players, like pretty much on every spot in the roster. Someone that could play college football at some level, and and uh, so you know the Beavers are one of the guys you know like Lamp and and Ballard get a lot of attention, but they just don't really have any anywhere, and that's that's what makes them so good. And we'll definitely have more things on FridayNightOhio.com throughout the week next week. You can certainly bet on that. I think our friend Chris Easterling will be plenty busy. <laughs> he's he likes to stay busy. He's uh he's like a playoff junkie. I think a lot of us are tired and, and he just seems to have another gear that we don't have. So, yeah, he's um, just I'd like to get some of that energy. I, I'd really really <laughs> maybe uh plug in a charger off of him and run some wires to us. Uh that might help us yeah. out. He reminds me of my four year old. He just uh he just seems to love it, and, and God bless him because he's got a couple more weeks probably ahead of him. Yeah, I think you're right. Well, the Goodwill Drive to Victory returned for the 2019 season. Fans were able to donate clothes and housewares at donation trailers set up at participating sites. Those donations will be sold in local Goodwill stores and support employment programs for people in our community with disabilities or other barriers to employment. Donate stuff. 
help your school help our community and only one other fringe area game tonight joe new philadelphia season has come to an end aurora defeated them 34 to 17 so that uh, brings the season to a close for the quakers tonight yeah, and I think I think a lot of us saw that coming when you know their star quarterback, their division one prospect Barry May, you know, got hurt against Dover in Week Ten, and, and that took them from being a state championship contender to a team that that you know just didn't have enough to compete with the elite of that division. And Aurora certainly um, has kind of emerged over the last decade as, as one of the best uh, public school programs, uh, in, you know, in Division Three and. And uh, you kind of saw it tonight, but uh, you know, great season for New Philadelphia. But you know, they kind of got a little bit unlucky there, and I think a lot of people are going to look back on that season and kind of wonder what could have been. Yeah, and it was kind of a kind of a miracle they made it this far, considering how big of a loss a player like this is at the high school level. And they did, yeah, they, needed a touchdown in the final minute to get past Kenston last week, but that, that's still a pretty pretty solid accomplishment considering the circumstances. Yeah, and Kenston was the state champion last year. They blew through the playoffs. Um, so, you know, that's a nice win, and, and I think you feel like you know, legitimately could have you know moved on this week too, but um, you know, special season anyway. All right. The Akron Children's Hospital, Friday night, Ohio. Game of the week will continue in week 13. The live stream broadcast in partnership with iHeartRadio will be on the FridayNightOhio.com app and FridayNightOhio.com. I wonder what game that might be, Joe. <laughs> <laughs> I, have a, I have a pretty good idea that that's probably going to be Maslin and Hoven wherever that game ends up. I think we could have like ten area schools still alive and that would still be the game. So uh, uh, I think that's one that everybody in Ohio is looking forward to. Absolutely. And before we wrap things up, uh, one game to look forward to on Saturday night. You have Lucas and St. Thomas Aquinas. Uh, that's one of the, really the only area teams we have uh, left playing on Saturday, Joe. The Knights with a really nice win last week on the road. Yeah, and and I think they kind of come in this week with a little bit of a favorite. So, um, you know, they're, they're – uh, <laughs> Their their miracle season kind of rolls on, and just amazing what they what they you know what they've done this year. After I think winning only about three games to combine the last two years, and and uh, you know just a special year for Alex Hawkins and Dijon Burt and all those guys. And and uh, I wouldn't be surprised if it continues after after tomorrow night. Yeah, be sure to follow Mike Popovich. He'll have all the scores you need from that game. You can catch him on Twitter. Of course, the scoreboard on FridayNightOhio.com will have all that as well. And that is pretty much the show. Thanks for downloading and listening to the FridayNightOhio.com podcast powered by Sarda. Sarda, providing over 5,000 rides a day for work. Sarda provides over 2.4 million rides a year. Sarda takes you to work, school, medical appointments, and more. Sarda, where can we take you today? Uh, so this is a podcast from the Canton Repository Sports Department. Look for our next episode whenever that happens. For Joe Scalzo, I'm Cliff Hickman. We will see you then.